Hello and welcome to the E&D Show. This is the first episode, or, or rather it's the uh, 1.5 episode, because I believe I actually uh, titled the Welcome, uh, the episode one. So welcome to the 1.5 episode of the E&D Show. I got a special guest, my good friend Colin Giese. He's going? got his own podcast uh, that we're going to be talking about here in just a second. But uh, yeah, Colin, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. All right, so my name is Colin Giese. Uh, I started my podcast yesterday, uh, The Goose Giese Show. It's a uh, it's sports, music, video games, technology, a little bit of news, but I, I made a promise to myself since the world is so split right now with politics, I would rather not give my opinion. I would rather just say a topic and not give a political opinion on it. Uh, so I'm trying to keep politics out of my podcast. That's one of the things that I really wanted to do. But it's just like the anything that you know everywhere and everything, except not. It's just more more specified on the stuff that I'm interested in and that I know other people are interested in. Yeah, you know we got a, a few topics today. You know, and now obviously there's there's a set three topics that we're gonna touch today. Okay. Um. Now, obviously, we have NFL. Great. We Great got looking up on the season. Oh yeah, looking up on a on a, on a fantastic season. And Maybe we'll, not we'll, so much for the Falcons. We'll we'll, we'll you we'll know I say we'll, we'll dive figure in, it out. We'll, we'll dive into it. it. Um, but you know we got two topics of conversation that I feel like need to be touched, and it literally is from sea to shining sea. We have the hurricane that has made contact in the Carolinas. Our thoughts go out to the people in the Carolinas. Um, if you if you're listening to this and you are from Carolina, uh, you know our thoughts go out to you very and your so. uh, your loved ones. Um, that is going to be a very rough situation, um, but we'll talk into that. And then this morning uh, in Bakersfield, California, there has been a uh, another mass shooting. It was a uh, man went on a rampage and took six lives this morning. Um, so, again, our thoughts go out to the people in California. Now, the E&E show is not a morbid show. I don't want that persona. Unfortunately, right. I'm just reporting the news. The world the can world. be morbid. The and, world and, can and, be that way. I would say, and it's proving morbid today. Unfortunately, uh, we have some, some morbid news that I feel like really needs to get reported. I feel like it should not fall to the wayside. Um, and, unfortunately, the Washington Post reported as... Uh, this is becoming all too common. Um, mass shootings. Uh, it really is. It's scary that I. It, it, my own reaction to it. I literally turned on the news, saw the report, and all I could think of was not again. It wasn't this overwhelmed emotion of, oh, how could this happen? We want answers. It was literally, here we go again. It's the right. same, same. It's the same thing. And I feel like we we just got out of one. We just recovered from one. With and the yet, Jacksonville Madden tournament shoot. Right, right, right. And here we are dealing with another one, literally weeks later. And I feel like this, 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 this narrative is repeating itself. You know, I, uh, I have my own thoughts and opinions on it. I'm sure you have your own thoughts and opinions I on do. it. I uh, saw, do. You saw it discussed with your brother uh, just a tad bit about the Jacksonville shooting. Um, right. You know, as far as with gun control and everything like that, mm. I don't believe that there should be gun control. I don't think we should start taking guns away from people. Um, I, I just think that there should be a more in-depth process to getting a gun, mm. no matter what it is. I mm. understand. 
I, I love guns just as much as every person that enjoys them does enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But when the Jacksonville shooter, um, I forget the exact numbers, but the cops were called to his house several, several, like, I think... An alarming like, rate. Like 15 plus times right, right. within a three-month period because mm-hmm. of he was having psychotic episodes. And he was on a, uh, he was on a prescription for... Uh, it was an anti-psychosis medication. That man, when he goes to buy a gun, which he got legally, that man, when he goes to buy a gun, I think it's something that everybody should have to do. They should have to not only do a background check, but include medical reports. Because even though I'm saying this, sacrificing my own right to have a gun, because Mm -hmm. if I were to be, if I were to want a gun and they did my medical records, I probably wouldn't be able to have one either because of my depression, my anxiety. I probably wouldn't be able to have one either. But I think that's something that we could do instead of the age-old discussion of blaming the gun and not the person. Some people, mm. I think it, it is the people. But honestly, I mean, at this moment, I can't really think of one where it's like somebody just killed somebody just to do it. I think it's more... Something triggers inside. There's an underlining head. issue. Yeah, that, there, there's got mm-hmm. to be. There has to be something there mm. that causes it. You know, it, it it's a good topic of debate that I think it's going to be one of those things that two old guys sitting in lawn chairs on the front porch are going to be talking about till the end of times. Always, it, it, always, it'll because never, it'll never get settled. It, well, you know, it, it it's so it's such a hot topic. Because unfortunately, it's happening again and again and again. Right. And, you know, I think it's happening faster than our government wants it to. I mean, no one wants it to happen, obviously. But I feel like, I feel like there is some progress going on in politics that is trying to revamp, re-edit, and look at some of these gun laws. Right. However, when another one of these happens, not only does it put the spur into the side of, of Washington... But it also complicates things, I feel like. I feel like they have to look at a new set of evidence in that case. I agree. Does If we applied our laws that we're working on today, would it have affected or changed the shooting that happened then? And they almost have to, to look at it, and it's it's a sad situation. I don't want to harp on it too much because, like I said, I don't want the E&E show to be very melancholy, very sad, yeah. very, very political. However, like I like I said in the welcome, like I said in, in, in to start this, we were reporting – News. Everything, everywhere, news. It could be funny. It could be sad. Unfortunately, this is very, very sad, very bitter. Right. But like I said, I, I think that's it's it's our duty to report that kind of stuff. With that being said, we'll move on to the to the Carolinas. Um, when we had the hurricanes last year, Puerto Rico still recovering. That's right. The reason why, and 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 this is what gets scary, and this is what what I you know I've been thinking about. I've been I've been watching the news for. The reason Puerto Rico was such a devastation was because the hurricane slowed down when it reached Puerto Rico. Right. And that's exactly what this hurricane. And that's is exactly doing. what this hurricane is doing. Um, current models are showing that it's actually slowing down twenty percent. And I read this morning, I actually saw this morning, that it's uh, being increased to a Category 5. Um, I, when I woke up this morning, 
I, I looked on Facebook and it was a Weather Channel article saying that it had been increased to a Category 5. Um, listening to the Steve Austin podcast this morning, mm-hmm. in his own words, get your ass out of there. Yeah, That's it, what he said. It, it, there, there's no reason mm-hmm. to be uh, trying to wait out a storm like this. The people who did that with Hurricane Harvey in Houston, obviously we saw what happened there. Horrible. Don't think there's any reason they should be staying around for this one. No. They, when you look at hurricanes in general over the past year or two, you've seen the devastation. We saw what happened in Puerto Rico, uh, you know, South Florida, right. um, Hurricane Harvey over there in Houston. Houston's still recovering. There's parts of South Florida still recovering. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, the whole country is still recovering. I mean, you can even stretch it. You can even stretch it further back. You know, if you really dig deep into Louisiana, they're still kind of recovering from Katrina as far mm-hmm. as overall loss. You know, and it, so I bring that up, all that stuff up. This hurricane's going slower. It, they, they've, they're, they're, they're predicting more devastation. They're predicting more outages, more... The the safe zone has gotten the size of a pea. Right. There is no safe zone is what they're saying. Right. I personally, and it'd be a hard decision, but if I if I am there with my loved ones, like so many are, I, I do not think I could look and stay there. I really don't. Because I think it's as... You know, as a husband of a family... You how do you look at your kids? How do you look at your wife? How do you look at the the family dog? How do you look at all that? you you know and say well, we got to hunker down. I, and and don't get me wrong, I know that there's there's different circumstances for everything. In in South Florida, this this was reported when all this was going on. People who did not make the initial evacuation couldn't because everywhere north of them. Was ran out of gas. All the gas stations were running out of gas. Right. So there are some, and you know, there there's some parts of South Florida that really lucked out. The Atlantic side really lucked out, while the Gulf took a, took a massive beating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I I don't think that that for the Carolinas it's going to be that case where it's like, well, we dodged a bullet. Where it's like, where it's like the Atlantic coast, where it's like, well, you know what, it wasn't as bad because it, it, it missed. There's no missing. This thing is coming, and it's, it's it's hit. It's, it's e- here. It's even it's even being reported to start hitting in Virginia. This thing, right. is, this, this thing is huge, and even it's supposed to end at about a category two in the mid Atlantic states. So you're looking at you know Tennessee, Kentucky, you know the very edge of West Virginia. Like just, it's supposed to be massive. It's supposed to be huge. And it uh, it's very it's very saddening. And like you said, it, you know, if you were if you had your family in in this area, I could not look at them and say, "Hey, let's go There's to the no store, way. get some food, let's go get some gas, make sure the generator works, and then we're just gonna tough it out." There's no way. No, there's I'm no- grabbing the dog. I'm grabbing mm. the kids. I'm grabbing the wife. I am shoving my car full of all the valuables that I can imagine. Anything that I can think of. And then, of course, you know, you need water, stuff like that in case you get stranded. But mm. there is no way you will catch me in my house 
when that hurricane is actually about to hit. You know, the the difference, too, between the Carolinas, a majority of the Carolinas, when you look at it, the houses in South Florida are rigged for hurricanes. They got glass on their homes in South Florida that will stop 50 caliber bullets. I I don't have the true facts on that. I don't I'm, someone can call me out. It's, but but they it's they have weather. it's called weather. Weather. Glass. Yeah, it, and it, it it will literally it's made to stop this kind of stuff. The houses in South Florida that that usually get hit with hurricanes are made for hurricanes. I don't know if that's the case in Carolina. Unless you're living on the coast. But aside from that, you're looking at total devastation of communities. You know, like you said earlier, you know, we're still recovering from Hurricane Harvey in Houston. And that, that I mean, you know, there's been an outpouring of support for them too. So right. it's it's not like, you know, they've been left to, to gather themselves. It was so devastating that people have come from all around the United States, the world, to help out, lend a hand. And and we're still recovering. We're yeah. still recovering, and I mean, you know, so I can only imagine what's about to happen in the Carolinas. I I really don't think it's going to be one of the situations where anyone's saying we dodged a bullet. No. If anybody says they dodged a bullet, then they're also talking about how the fact that they left two days before, before yeah, the uh, before the hurricane. Those are the, I would say those yeah. are the only people who dodged the a bullet. The ones who say they dodged out. a bullet are the ones that actually evacuated and got out. It reminds me of. When we look at East Tennessee a few years ago with the wildfires, it was kind of one of the situations that was like, get out. I mean, there's no safe spot. You Like, if you're here, you're, you're dumb. It is the same situation. You know, you were literally waiting for a disaster. And right. I, 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 like I said, I don't know how, and, and, and I know each, each family circumstance is different than the next. Um, but I don't know how you, I don't know how you wait around for that. I don't know how you look at your family and like, let's just hunker down. Yeah. I mean, if I lose my house, and I still have my family, so be it. We'll find a way. Oh, yeah. There's going to be – there's got to be a way. I mean, that's like I was saying. Grab your necess- you know, your necessary goods, your perishables and your canned goods, your water, and then grab some valuables. If worse comes to worst, I mean, you got to sell some jewelry. you got to sell, you know, some stuff like that just to maybe make an upgrade on a car, like maybe even get a camper or something. So if you don't necessarily have – enough funds to just go out and start renting a house or something somewhere else, then you got to make ends meet. But they're even in, especially with, with fires, because we all know, I think that fire is the most destructive natural force. Mm. If it touches, if it touches wood, which if you look around you, wood is pretty much everywhere. Then that place is going down. You know, and another thing, um, along- and it's not necessarily the fire that kills people. Either it's the smoke. The smoke mm-hmm. is what kills people because they think they can, you know, take their time right. and try to get a lot of stuff out of the house. But the whole time they're sitting there breathing in those fumes mm-hmm. and that smoke, and the human body can only withstand you know a certain amount of smoke, like that type of smoke. It's not like you know like cigarette smoke or you know something like that. This is thick black smoke right just nasty stuff in it you know uh and actually um pita just gave me uh just got a telegram fax oh, yeah. call text message i was email. wondering what the ring was you yeah know? yeah well Peter, and they wanted me to, to say this they wanted me to say this to everybody take your pets with you 
Take yes. your pets with you. I, I can't stress that enough. I think the I think the whole idea of letting your pets run. It's not the Wizard of Oz. You know when they when they when they open up and they well, they slap the horses well, look, and let them go. If it's I, horses, it, I agree. Let your horses. Go. Oh yeah, that's because not fitting horses, in any car. Horses when they when they get when they get on their own, their wild instincts kick in. They automatically revert back to their natural state. They'll they'll get away. Chances are they're going to make it. But you don't take your dog who's been in your house for ten years. Who has is, no idea. Who you literally walk on a leash. Right. Has no idea. Has no idea what to do. If no it's idea. alone, it's done. It's done. There's yeah. nothing else, especially a cat, because I know my cat's not declawed. But if my cat were to get out in nature, oh, it's over. I'm not seeing that cat again. Oh, it's over. I'm not seeing that cat again. It's dying. It's, you know, there's no way it's surviving. You know? And so, like I said, uh, that, like I said, just got the facts from Washington. So, yep. take your pets with you. Please, I, I can't stress that enough. It, you, spe- you know, and that's just one of those things. You know, I, I just that's just one of those things where it's just like it really makes you scratch your head. You're like, well, I, every situation is different. Yeah, I know. Especially, especially me being a single guy. If what I had was a pet, and that was my situation, I was a single guy living by myself, and I had a pet. You best believe I'm buying as much dog food. The first thing I'm doing. When I know there's a hurricane coming, I'm going to have to leave. First thing I'm going is I'm going and I'm getting two bags of dog food or yeah. two bags of cat food, like yeah. big bags. And then the first thing I'm doing whenever it's like, hey, evacuation's starting now, I'm putting my animal in yeah. the car. Yeah, without doubt. With the AC on and, you know, windows Yeah, up, AC you know, on, tip. windows up, please, please. Yeah. Peter, I just got another fax. They said if you take your animals with you, if you take your children with you, <laughs> babies who can't turn the keys over, yeah. please – Make sure the windows are down, and if they are not, keep the AC on. Yes. Um, obviously, if it's raining, don't keep that window down. Yeah, I mean, we don't need no drownings. Yeah, but yeah. Moving on, we got the the coast to coast out of the way. Not that's not important. Not right. that we don't. We definitely need to report that. Definitely need to talk about it. But we forget. I did for a moment there. I got really caught up in my pita grind. Got really caught up in my 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 drowning puppies. Like you know, yeah. my my. It's Thursday night. We got football. Yeah, we got football tonight. We got we got a mediocre game. I was probably a sleeper. You know, I we got know. another. I, we got another Jets. Lions game tonight. We got the Bengals and Ravens. I'm not. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go this far <laughs> to call it a a, a Lions Jets game because, you know. I laughed for a solid five minutes when Sam Darnold, everybody's like, you know, he's the youngest player to start an NFL game. It's amazing. He's younger than I am. It's crazy. Mm. And, I mean, he goes out there on the first play. It's a, it's, a, it's a play action with a naked boot, and he just – it was predetermined. He's supposed to play action fake to the running back, roll to the right, get the whole defense moving this way, and throw it back to the running back who's running the wheel route, right? Mm. So he throws it and it gets picked off in return for a touchdown. But then the Jets were, you know, Sam Darnold didn't let that affect him. That was his only pick of the night. I think he, did, I think he threw for two or three touchdowns after that. I mean, he's he did really well, and the Jets looked very good defensive. I think more defensively than it, offensively. Oh yeah, it was the first defensive touchdown in five seasons. And the head coach Todd Bowles, that's what he is. He's a he's a defensive minded guy. Oh yeah. So. That's what, uh, if through all the other podcasts and all the other interviews that I've been listening to over the past couple of weeks preparing for the NFL season, 
everybody's been saying that the Jets' problem is not on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, no, not at all. It's always been on the offensive side of the ball. And you've got some of these guys who are not necessarily big-name players like Bilal Powell at running back. you got Isaiah Crowell coming from Cleveland now. Yeah. So you've got a one-two punch in the backfield. Not quite as dynamic as Deontay Freeman or Devontae Freeman and – uh, Coleman, Tevin Coleman, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Tevin Coleman, not quite as dynamic as far as the difference in power, and power to speed. speed, right? Right. They're both more a balanced back. Yeah. One of them's a little bigger than the other. Yeah. But then, if you look anywhere else, what's his is his name? Robbie Anderson. Oh yeah, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, which I, I had I, no I, idea who Robbie Anderson was oh, until man. last night, until till the game last week. He, you know, and uh, I had him. I've had him. I have him on my fantasy team this year. Yeah. I had him on my fantasy team last year. And that's, you know, it, I, when I was looking into it, I, you know, I, they said Robbie Anderson's going to be a sleeper. Pick this guy. In his last season, they said pick him up. You know, he, he, he's going to be a sleeper. Right. I mean, he had Josh McCown thrown to him. Who's Josh McCown? Yeah, you know Josh, what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, well, and, you know, uh, just real quick about Josh McCown. Yeah, go ahead. I, I forget the stats, but I'm pretty sure he's worn eight different jerseys in his career. He, he's they, they, a record. NFL, for... NFL Films made a, made a video and put it on YouTube for him, and I believe he's been on eight or nine different teams. He's been on a record-setting pace for teams. He could every, literally play for every team. Everybody knows who he is. But it's not for the right reason. He's he's more inconsistent than than any other quarterback that I've ever seen. Because a couple years ago, I forget. Uh, I think he was playing a couple years ago. I think he was playing for the Tampa Bay for Tampa Bay, or it might not have been Tampa Bay. But a couple years ago, he started off four games in a row. They won three hundred plus yards every game. And then after that, he sets oh, a career high hmm. in interceptions. Yeah, I mean, it was like. Super right. inconsistent, which is kind of what I'm uh, afraid of with the Falcons this year. Mm. Uh, kind of mm. maybe segue into that because I really want to talk about that game, how much Matt Ryan's arm strength has decreased. Mm. You know, um, I really do think that Matt Ryan, we could be looking at I don't want to say the final years of Matt Ryan. I don't want to say it. However, do we start investing into another look for I think a quarterback? Start, I think we start looking for um, the Teddy Bridgewaters. I think we start looking for those guys who got drafted three or four years ago who, well, not necessarily like Teddy Bridgewater who's been injured, but I think we start looking at those guys who got drafted a few years ago who are – you know, whether it's having a hard time picking up the playbook or it's having a hard time adjusting to the speed of the game, which before Teddy Bridgewater got injured, he was doing good. You know, I look mm. back and that's on every compilation video of dirtiest plays in NFL history is when he goes and he slides and he takes a shoulder. Oh, he, to the he head gets taken out. And it, he it, gets taken out. That's on every compilation of dirty hits you'll ever. It's see. up there with Mark Sanchez's butt fumble. It, it's it's a huge play, and I think that right there was the start of his. Because after that, then remember, I think he had a foot injury somewhere along the line. Right, and and I bring up the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Uh, yeah. I have to. Anytime you mention NFL sports, you have to. Yeah, it's, but the reason it's I bring impossible. it up is because it was at that moment you you. I mean you. I mean there was already a decline there, but that was like the. You know, just drop yeah. for those guys. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at some of those guys who have been successful before, they always have that one defining moment that signals kind of the decline in their career. Like, 
a significant decrease in their playing ability. You, you know, Jame, I'm not a big Tampa Bay fan, but I know Jameis Winston. You know, Jameis Winston, his big fallback is, you know, I'm not afraid whenever we play Tampa because we don't play Tampa when Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be playing. So we play them <laughs> after the suspension is over. But whenever we play Jam- whenever we play Jameis Winston, I don't worry about it because I know he's guaranteed one interception a game. He's guaranteed one interception or one turnover per game. It, well, let I real quick, we'll talk about the Falcons. All, all the Atlanta people out there, we'll talk about the Falcons. But I really want to take a, a, a real quick shot. Not shot. I, 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 Tampa Bay has some guys out there. Mike Evans, great game. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Season veterans. They had some guys. Now, okay, Jets fans, you know more than anyone else what Ryan Fitzpatrick is capable of. This man can take you to the promised land and throw multiple, more interceptions to the other team and then complete a pass to your own team. Mm-hmm. He could. He can. He will. I've seen it. Talking about inconsistency. Talking he's, about he's inconsistency. Another he's another name that floats in that area. And, and it just so happens that Fitzpatrick and McCown played for the Jets at the same time. Now, yeah. that's another, but I get back to that saying, I, I... I, I really think he's very, very overrated after week one. I don't I, think he's coming know, in week two doing what he did week I, one. I think the nickname Fitzmagic is super fitting. It will – Because mm, – It's ma- – yeah. Because it it, that's what it was. He literally just put on a show. Like, I mean, he ran the table in that game. But it's kind of like, you know, in between gigs – Magicians really don't do don't do anything. No, you else. know who he is. You know who he is. He's the guy from the Wizard of Oz. The guy behind the curtain. That's who he is. He put on this big spectacle. Everybody was like, "Ooh, ah, we're afraid of him." When you reveal that curtain, when they're gonna pull it behind, he's gonna be like, "Oh crap, you figured me out." Now that everybody's on his back and everybody's like, "Wow, this now, guy, all this he's guy, under yeah. the microscope," and that's the yeah. problem. Everybody now, everybody's like, "This guy's amazing." He's oh yeah, great. I'll pick Jam- him up on my fantasy. Yeah, Jameis isn't gonna Jameis isn't gonna start now. Everything like oh, that. Guarantee false. you. Guarantee you week three, the last week of the James Winston suspension, I guarantee you those two picks. He'll throw two. Uh, he, Fitzpatrick will he, throw two picks. Uh, you know? Real quick, I'll check I'll check and see who they play week yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, while you're looking up those facts, let me just uh, bring up the Falcons. I know we, we talked about Matt Ryan. Yes. Do, we, do we look into a, to a new quarterback and everything? Um, yeah, and like I said, I think we start investing in those guys that – that were drafted, you know, I, three or four years ago, it, that are still sitting in mm-hmm. backup positions. I think what Deshaun we really Kaiser, do wouldn't Deshaun be bad. Kaiser, wouldn't be bad. You know, um, like I said, Teddy Bridgewater. You start looking at those people, or you know, possibly even some of these newer rookies that maybe not necessarily are getting the start. Even though Josh Allen, it was just announced that Josh Allen is going to start Week mm-hmm. Two for the Bills mm-hmm. because Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Nathan, if you watch the game, you know why. Yeah, <laughs> if you Peter watch Man, the game, you know just, why. Yeah, it just it um, doesn't work. Yeah, poor Bills Mafia. Um, but, uh, you know, I will say, Aaron Rodgers said it on an interview um, this past week when, when talking about being underneath Brett Favre for those last two seasons of Brett Favre. How impactful that really was. And then I look at, I look at Sam Darnold in the same instance. Unfortunately... Uh, the person who he has uh, coaching him is Josh McCown, probably like we just said, probably one of the more out there quarterbacks. Uh, you know, y- y- you got Tom Brady was with uh, Drew Bledsoe. You know, he was with it, Drew, Bre- Drew Bledsoe. You know, um, um, but then you're also talking about being under 
Belichick who Bel- was sure Belichick yeah but what I'm saying what I mean is very is you got guys who there's two sides when you put a, a good quarterback good young quarterback underneath a very good veteran quarterback for a couple seasons to learn how the NFL works how, the, how being a quarterback works they they go out and have amazing careers why are the out. Falcons not investing in a young quarterback I really do think that this next draft quote me on it this this upcoming draft. We're going to look for a young quarterback. I think so, too. I really and it do. also, it's going on right now. It happened last season. You had Cleveland who picked up Tyrod Taylor. And, yes, it is Tyrod, not Tyrod. Learned mm-hmm. that through watching the Hard Knocks series. Right. Um, but they picked up Baker Mayfield. How long has Tyrod been in the league? Tyrod's been in the league since 2006. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, I, I, he's, he's he, been around for a long time. 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. He was the quarterback before that Justin Thomas guy at Virginia Tech. Right. Or... I, I mean, he might have been even before that. I think Tarad was the guy who came in after Marcus Vick. So, like, 2006, 2007. You know, and he, he's been around He's been around for a minute. Yeah, so, but then who'd they bring in? They had their number one oh, overall yeah. pick, and they used it on a brand-new rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, and, 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 and like I said, that goes back to it, it, it's a, 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 you know, there's traditions that just will never die. And it's having a young quarterback – and it doesn't necessarily have to be the the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, you know. Like I said, Taylor, he's been in the league forever. He knows what works, what doesn't yeah. work. Not to and say he's he, a bad and, quarterback. And he knows the business. Right. He, I mean, he knows that, you know, at the end he, of the day, organizations are there to to make money. But by making money, they have to have good players and have to have good seasons. So if they feel like you're not performing the way you should be, they're just – they're not going to be – they're not going to be slow to pull the trigger to kick you off. They're just going to they're just going to do it. You know, it's the NFL. It is a business, and if if you're a Falcons fan, you understand that maybe we should start looking into a new quarterback, and not a new quarterback to replace Matt Ryan right now. I'm not right. saying that. I'm saying get a guy who can come in, learn for a few seasons. I still think Matt Ryan has a couple good seasons left on him. I really do. I think he has. I think he's got. He's got as long. Let me let me re, let me let me put it this way. He's got as many seasons left to coach a young guy as Tom Brady does left in the NFL. I think well, they go around. I don't know if you around. saw the interview with Tom Brady, but Tom Brady said he's planning on playing until he's forty-five. So he plans on it. But have you seen the NFL Combine stats? These guys are getting bigger. They're getting faster. They're getting stronger. Yeah. So all it's going to take is it takes Vita. Vita Vea, Vita Vea. You know, it, it, it takes uh, one of those big guys in the middle, one of those nasty, gnarly guys in the middle, to come in and just oh, drop just all just their wreck his world, them. just drop all their weight on him. Oh, just wreck his world. I mean, you know, I, I mean Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, super young guy. That hit was pretty nasty in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna lie, but that's a young guy, and oh, yeah. you know, that's only his second year in the NFL. He, he wasn't injured any time in his college career. Oh no, he he it was an upper body injury, I believe in the in uh, in his college career. Mm-hmm. But then he comes in, and granted, it was a nasty hit. But I think a hit like that to a Tom Brady mm. ends it. Honestly, mm. I don't care. I don't an, care. Uh, an ACL and a PCL. I don't care how many masseuse you have coming into your house. You will not work that out. And I don't care what uh, what your own company's diet plan that the. the you know the TB12 oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, the TB12, Doesn't matter yeah. what you eat. I mean, Brett Favre. I watched the I watched the special edition, uh, the John Gruden QB camp with Brett mm-hmm. Favre because mm-hmm. back in the day, 
John Gruden was a wide receiver coach for Green Bay while Brett Favre was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's what Gruden said was his favorite thing about Brett Favre was he saw the meanest, nastiest people hit Brett Favre, John Randall, Bruce Smith, all these people coming in and just knocking. He said, you know, he would get up from a sack, spitting blood, you know, picking picking stuff out of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just getting manhandled. Well, I can tell you. But he never missed a start. Well, there's an obvious answer. Mental toughness. Not at all. Brett Favre had copper wire gloves and a back support. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Yeah, the, I'm not giving out free sponsorships. But let me tell by you, the Copper Fit Company. He's wearing years. a little. I, I, I didn't want to say Copper Fit. I don't give out free sponsorships. But I will <laughs> say this much. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say. I will say he's wearing copper and it does fit, and that's why he was able to play. I mean, you saw the commercials. You see the commercials. That's why him and Jerry Rice both. Yeah. How do you think they had great careers? I mean, because they, they're wearing copper that fit. I mean, all you do, I, so gloves. So here, back support. Next time I go, knee brace. Next time I go and play a, a pickup football game, I'm just gonna go Wear and it. grab some copper wire. There you go, and then just wrap the wire around my knee. There you go. It should work. There you go. And I, I can't forget my Wrangler jeans either. Yeah, don't, no, don't want to forget the Wrangler jeans. And you got to look good. You gotta get I, I, I'm not going to do a shave thing, but uh, <laughs> but you know you got to look good. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we're coming up on 35 minutes. So I really, real quick before we go, in the last two minutes, let's talk about it. Tonight's the night. Thursday night football. Who you got and why? I'm taking the Ravens. Um, Cincinnati gained three, uh, you know, somewhere around 330, 350 yards uh, last weekend, oh. this past weekend. But um, they also gave up almost 400 yards. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree with you. Let's go Ravens. Everybody out there, have a great day. Like I said, we're coming up on the 35 minutes. That is our that is our call. That is the the curtain call. Thank you for watching this first episode of the E&E show. Like I said, go Ravens and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.